Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. I'll be thinking. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast, joined by the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Welcome. We're really excited for this particular guest to, to join us back again. I reckon we had a, ooh, it was well over a year ago. Miss Popularity. She's yeah. the, the chick of the moment. Yep. Uh, you may know her from the Batchy recaps that she's done and completely become famous for across the country. Uh, and also she's got a book out, Anti-Cool Girl, which you can buy online or at your local bookshop. Uh, it's basically a memoir of her life and her life is like no other. It oh, is a, a tale incredible. of all kinds of um, resilience and survival of a, a family of just the complete, I guess, everything that you would say dysfunction, but in the end she comes out with this beacon of, I don't know, kind of inspiration and and hope for anybody that's gone through um, a childhood that definitely wasn't wasn't conventional by any means. So we encourage you encourage you to check it out. Chrissy, how have you been this week? Um, I have been good. I've actually been really, really good. It's been um, busy last couple of days and I was kind of like had this weird sick day, but and which I haven't had a sick day in like four and a half years. Mm, so, mm. but I'm back, back on board. What about you? Yeah, we're back. Yeah. I <laughs> finished up a TV contract last week. So it is Thinker Girl for the rest of the year. I'm yeah. so pumped. We've got so much exciting stuff to share with you. But Rosie Waterland is our guest in case you are uh, couldn't guess because we, we didn't say her name. <laughs> um, we're going to give her a call. Hello. Hello, Rosie. Hello, Rosie. Hi, guys. <laughs> Rosie Waterland, welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast. Thank you. Always so awky. It's like we've done this for so long now, doing it uh, like this way, where where we just do it straight off the cuff from a phone call. But we're never we're never quite sure, Rosie, how to actually say hello yeah. because who's answering the phone? And there's two people there these days. Yeah, that was quite sexual, actually. <laughs> yeah, actually, to be honest, Chrissy, I had that in mind because every week we ramble on about how awkward we are and we never change it. And so yeah. I thought this week we'll own it, but now we're still here. So here we are. It kind of works because I have a bit of a cold, so I have like that husky hello. Well, you've got a sexy girl. husky voice. I must, <laughs> have been, I must have been channeling that. Okay, before we get stuck into it, if you haven't listened to our show before and you've found us through uh, through Ms. Rosie Waterland, welcome to to our show. We are two chicks that talk thoughts you're thinking but not saying. Each bring a gem, which is a topic that's on our mind, something we're thinking but not saying. Before we get into that, we'll do a bit of a content. But Rosie, what an absolute fucking roller coaster you've mm. been on over the past couple of months. Congratulations on your book. It's just been received so ridiculously well. Yeah, it has. It's so lovely and flattering. And people keep asking me if, I, if I'm excited. And I just keep saying, not really. I'm mainly just relieved <laughs> that it's not, yeah. that people don't think it's shit. So. Yeah. How long, can you, like, I don't know how much you want to divulge here, but I mean, like, how long, mm. how long were you working on it for? Like, it's such a big part of your life for so long. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, look, a lot of it was already, like, in my head because yeah. I'd been planning on writing a memoir since forever. But um, mm. I thought it would be really quick because I work online, and I was like, oh, I can do this really fast, and mm. I have daily deadlines, easy peasy. And so I took a month off to write it, and um, that turned into seven months. So it took about seven months, which I guess for a book is still, everyone tells me it's still quite fast, yeah. but for an internet writer, that's like a lifetime. Yeah, so. I think as well. I mean, when you, for the, for, when did you decide in your life, like back in when you were mm. living through some of your stories, this will be a book one day? Like, was there a moment? Oh. Because I know for me, mm. there's been different things that I've gone, yeah, this is stuff that doesn't happen to people, that someone yeah. else will hear about this. Yeah. Was there a time in your life that you can remember where you went, you kind of stepped out of yourself and went, this will be a story? Oh my God. Ever since I was a little, little kid, yeah, I knew right, that wow. I like, you know, because I loved writing, and, and from when I was little, I was like, okay, well, my mum's a prostitute, my dad's schizophrenic, this is craziness, and every time they did something nuts, I'd be like, yeah, keep it up, I'm logging all of this, you guys. I was, yeah. like, <laughs> I was yeah. learning the chapters from when yeah. I was like five years old. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Would you, would you physically write it down as a kid, Rosie, or was it kind of just like um, mental note shit? Mental notes, I think. I yeah. never really physically wrote those stories down. I wrote mm. a lot of other stuff. But, um, yeah, I was just sort of like, just, just had a private little folder in my brain. <laughs> Every time something crazy happened, I was like, yeah, keep it up, guys. It's <laughs> getting filed away. It's kind of amazing. It's like, yeah. I know, you, I, I often put this as people like Michael Jackson and all these different types of people that find themselves planted in the world for a reason like it, it just mm-hmm. has to be uh, it has to be a time that you look and go there's there's a no way that that this was it was just there was just something bigger yeah. going on that kind of said this is what you'll do and there's no doubt that if you were channeling that from when you were little that this is the case for you so it's great that you really actually cool. were able to make it the full circle through and then be able to follow it through because I don't I think a lot of it may actually happen to a few people and then you actually don't some people don't come out on the other side. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm just, I'm really lucky that I was born with a sort of talent for writing and I was, you know, held up by a lot of really amazing people who gave me the opportunity to um, develop that and and now here it is. Like I just feel yeah. lucky yeah. and excited and it's just a really exciting time. Cool. Yes, yeah, so it, the book is called Anti-Cool Girl um, and we'll give you some more details on that towards the end of the podcast. But let's get stuck into the show. Um, a bit of a content. So we'll just give a quick line of what we want to talk about this week. Young mate, you want to kick it off? Yeah, um, I want to talk about something that I reckon lots of other girls, uh, if not every other girl, has have, has had this thought. In a relationship, how do you, how much do you give of yourself in a relationship online? Mm-hmm. I had, um, uh, Stace was on, you were on the end of the phone to me when I was basically breaking down crying like a couple of days ago about how how my boyfriend can be so loving like when we're actually together but then all also give nothing away on social media. Yeah, so right. it's that, that, that battle as to you love me but show me that you love me online. <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's it's a funny one and, and we'll go through the conversation that we had because I was in two minds of how to mm. support you through it too. I want to talk about bad boys. Um, I think that they've always been a conversation point between girls and, and that kind yeah. of attraction behind the bad boy and the bad boy in the bedroom. But there was a woman of a TV show that I was working on recently that said she got proposed to in jail and it just Whoa. opened it up for me um, a little bit more and I wanted to di- divulge into it because... 
I don't think we've really covered it on the podcast. So, um, so that's what I want to bring. Rosie, what about you? Well, I wanted to talk about how a lot of people keep insisting that Tinder is a sexist place for women to be because mm. all men want is sex and all women want is relationships. Therefore, mm. Tinder Boo. is sexist. Yeah, no. yeah, which I find so bizarre <laughs> because girls want sex just as much as the dudes. So. Yeah, yeah. Can we start on that? Can we do the Tinder first? Yes, first do come it. off the rank. Let's, Let's do it. Do so it. where did the conversation, where did this even begin? Well, I was recording an interview for a TV show. Sure. <laughs> and they... I know, we've got a couple of TV shows that we're throwing around this episode, which we can keep the names out of. Yeah, and they, were, um, and they got me in and they were asking me a bit about Tinder. And, and I think because I've written, you know, some feminist stuff online, they were expecting me to really go hard on mm. Tinder's the worst and, and, and Tinder's like a feminist black hole and... They said, so tell us, why is Tinder, um, you know, a sexist place? And I said, well, it can be. And again, be, profiling I, I feminist, feminist, like yeah. this is the way yeah. this is the, this is the way that she will have. think. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I think they were expecting a yeah. certain answer from me. And I just said, look, it can be. Some guys are, are assholes. But, I mean, to say that Tinder is a sexist place is actually a sexist thing to say, I think, because, I mean... I have so many friends, myself included, who love that Tinder is often just a sex-on-call kind of operation. I mean, mm. to assume that women don't want to get laid as much as men do is is sexist. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. I think there's different ways, obviously, that we approach it and different ways that we kind of go about things. But I think that doesn't necessarily have to be a gender thing either because there's different guys that approach sex to other guys and there's different ways that girls approach sex to different girls so it's just so exhausting that everything particularly when it comes to romance and dating Mm. is a real guy versus girl mentality like it is it's a funny one isn't it because it's like well can't you have different colors and different hats in all different in genders it doesn't have to be this way or that way because of a penis or a vagina yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's so bizarre. And I was um, dating a guy recently and um, and we slept together a couple of times and he got really funny. He's like, look, like, I just want to tell you I'm, I'm not looking for a relationship. I don't want to get your hopes up. <laughs> He's like, I've got to let this bitch down like, easy. And yeah, you're I like, like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to get your hopes up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to sex out of this just as much as you did. I think it's just... A lot of people assume that, like, every woman's in the same basket and every guy's in the same basket. And there are so many women out there who are sexual and just want to have fun as much as some guys who are sexual and want to have fun. It's exhausting that people think otherwise. How funny, Rosie, that even the guy that you were with and that were sleeping with kind of also still assume that? Yeah, of said, course. Because yeah. I spoke, well, I suppose... And how arrogant! It's so arrogant. But I know, I, ego mode. Oh, but I suppose you can do that from a distance. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody asked, you know, an interviewer on TV being like, all right, we've got this chick, this is this kind of stuff that she writes, so I'm going to... She's obviously going to be wearing this kind of hat, that like profiling yeah. as to, all right, she's really going to get her back up here and assuming that you are going to take a particular stance. But it's funny, even when you zoom in close, like somebody that that knows you and knows you quite intimately, even still feels like that. Yeah, I just think it's this. I think it's evidence. Well, it's more about him. Prevailing attitude. Mm -hmm. It's more about him as well in that scenario. You can see it's all over him that he would like that situation to happen, so he can feel pretty like he's got a bigger penis. And what did he? What was he like when you were like, oh yeah, well it's fine. How did how did he kind of take that? Was he almost like? 
quite disappointed by the fact that you weren't shattered. But with, did it? <laughs> he would have been. It, did it take him back? Did it take him back a little bit? <laughs> oh, I think. Um, oh, you know, he he played it very cool. Like he was like, oh, good, good, good. And I was like, but just like seriously, like it it actually kind of turned me off a little. I was like, yeah. that you are so old school. Uh, with your attitudes about women that you think just because we've slept together, I want to marry you now. Like I'm really sussed with that. I, turn off. I'm like, I, I go a bit, I do it really, I think I'm doing it subtly, but I don't. And when I'm dating, I'll often throw out something about my gay mate or something about the word feminist. And I just try and see how their reaction is like really early yeah. on to gauge what kind of a, how depth, how in, like how they're going with that whole situation. Yeah. And then, and then if there's kind of like some, any kind of uncomfortableness, it's like cross, yeah. like off yeah. the least. Like yeah. I kind of gauge that, but it's funny because I am, I've been back on Tinder for a couple months and I've had the most ridiculous relationship with it you know I hate it one day I'm kind of open to it next yeah. I've been single for about three and a half years and mm. I guess what Tinder's been around for maybe two of those years and yeah. so I was really I guess in lots of ways I've just had some such different places that I found myself that I've been really I felt really differently about it in different parts of my life. And at the moment, I'm having such a ball with it. Like I've been on four dates in a month. um, And there's one particular guy that I um, had a second date with actually. And I can tell already that he is a little bit sus on me, like in terms of him kind of going, well, you're going to drop it like it's hot tomorrow. Like he's just kind of already a bit, and I don't want to be presumptuous like this freaking dude was <laughs> and completely contradict, you're becoming, you know. You're becoming yeah, him. But you're I like, mean, hey, mate, let's have the convo. Well, no, I don't yeah. want to be presumptuous, yeah. but I, I can already see that potentially he is a little bit closed off because he's kind of thinking, mm. oh, I don't know where she's at with it. And I'm not definitely going to say that I'm in it only for sex, but this relationship is certainly seems to be more physical than mm. most mm. Um, and I didn't really go in with any particular I guess expectation I just kind of having fun and this is where I've landed with this guy and so you can already see the shift so it is just so ludicrous that even someone that wasn't going in for just a hookup has kind of come out with that as a chick so it can happen at any kind of exactly. angle does that make sense so even yeah. I was the person that mm. you know Christy I was really not you hate looking you for hated casual it. sex yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and and I've done that and I had a good time with it but then I just kind of got over not orgasming from fucking randoms it just yeah. was doing nothing <laughs> yeah. for me and I was like what is the point of this I could do this myself but where and does so, the, where does the change come in you know what I mean well, like I think you know it just you... happens organically and I think wow. even if you're someone like I was that was so really not thinking you're in that space it can still happen it doesn't mm. it, it just it's life like and maybe you're horny mm. and you didn't realize like and then you all of a sudden have sexual chemistry with someone mm. and you change like it isn't stuck. There aren't these things where this is the way it works and this is this is all the kinds of people we are and we all go under these mm. hats and then that's it. But I mean, do you guys yeah. do you guys notice that? Because that in itself, I suppose, is a generalisation just to go that every guy on Tinder just wants to fuck and every girl on there, I mean, this is a bit of a sexist app because she's then looking for love or looking for something more serious. I mean, mm. in both of your experiences, Stace and, and Rosie, have you found that guys are like that? up front or is it just a small portion of them or like what's the you know has there been a bit of a shift and a change in when people first downloaded tinder on their phones two years ago was it more of a hookup app versus now people are taking it more seriously as a, as a, just a way to meet people like i think 
I honestly think it just depends on the person. Like, I've come across, you know, dudes who will literally send you a dick pic within 30 seconds. And then there are other dudes who really do just want to date and who do start to, you know, like you said, shut down a little when they feel like they're going to get hurt. So it's not, not every girl wants a husband and not every guy wants a casual hookup. It's something that we spoke about, um, Rosie, on the podcast. We had um, Dr. Nikki G, who's a sexologist, on yeah. a couple of weeks back, right? And and she's so brilliant because she is, you know, she is t- um, pretty revolutionary. And having these conversations that, that we're basically... That's a big word, have, isn't it? Well, she is. Imagine you're revolutionary. I can't even say revolutionary. it. <laughs> but we, we are quite obsessed with the way that she views the world and views dating and relationships. And one of the things that I really... I was quite shocked at when she was talking about, she was talking about dating and she was like, us as Australians, we haven't quite grasped the whole dating scene. Like in America, it's kind of like you could be dating one or two or three, you know, different people, yeah. guys or girls at one time. Whereas, you know, in Australia, that's kind it's of like relationship. This, it's yes, this like new jump thing where you're like, oh, yeah. are, we, are we seeing each other? Does that mean we're now exclusive? There's this... I reckon it's a total, uh, just this way of thinking, this way of approaching seeing somebody and having a relationship or dating. When I don't think we're quite there in the way that we've grasped you can actually be dating or going so out on dates with you're lots saying of different it's, people. It's even more than the gender thing. Like from back to the original thing that Rosie brought up was that it also is the fact that there's only certain ways you can be with people. It's, it's either true. fucking them or being it's in a true. relationship. But yeah, I think yeah. like you even look at American mm. movies, guys. Like, you know, when people are dating and they're dating – you know, seeing different people and they're not really exclusive to one and they might like more than the other. But I don't know. I think I just feel as though there might be more of an openness in other parts of the world when it comes to the dating it's scene true. versus here. We're wired, we're wired pretty yeah. differently considering I'm not, you know, I'm not really going into Tinder thinking, yep, yeah, relationship is exactly what I want from this. But I tell you what, I went on my second date and I went on to Tinder to see if he had been on Tinder after we left the date. Oh. And it's like, it's that. That's full on. Like, and I'm, and often that's not about me. It's almost like where I've been conditioned to wonder. It has to fall under that category. Like, yeah. is he being exclusive to me or not? And if I truly close my eyes and go, do you give a fuck, Stacey? The answer is no. Mm. So why am I looking? Like, that's mm. true. Like, it's almost like you've got to have them locked in or not. And we've and that's the way our culture's kind of brought us to think. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Um, and I think that also has lots to do with how the cheating thing happens. It's yeah. because there's mm. this kind of closed offness to experimenting or allowing people to mingle and meet. Do, I mean, from an from an openness level, Rosie. Like, do you go on like telling people up front kind of what you're about and and what you're down for, whether it's just casual or whether it's just sex or whether you know you're kind of looking for somebody or you know to meet somebody or like how yeah. how upfront are you? I mean, I think the thing is you don't know, and that's yeah. what I'm sort of trying to date more like an American, I guess, like with this guy that you know who had the big ego and we had that conversation like I said to him look I like you I slept with you obviously but that doesn't mean like can we please just hang out like that doesn't mean I want to be in a relationship with you and he found he found that so hard to fathom he was like but but what do you mean you like me? And I was like, I just, I, 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 I fucked you. Yeah, I like you. What do you want? That's kind of what I was like. You know what he wants? Too. He wants you to be heartbroken. That's what yeah, it sounds like. Because he didn't, he's not head over heels for you in the sense that he wants to marry you and have your fucking kids. But yeah. I, I mean, 
it's just this, what do you, you know, in past relationships or, or past hookups where that's obviously been the the reaction that he's gotten from other girls and he didn't get that from you. In, I by know. the sounds of it, he just didn't know what to do with it. I think, and that's the thing, like, I'm just sort of trying to go in, like, I don't know what will happen, but right now in this second, I I would like to have sex with you or right now in this second, I would like to hang out with you. That's sort of what I'm doing, just going with the with the moment, so... Mm. That's the best way to do it, I think. Interesting. And I think you're right, Chrissy. I think as much as we've opened up the whole gender thing, I think it does have a lot to do with the way we date here. Yeah. I do. I think that everybody needs to feel like it falls under a particular, it fits in a particular box. Titles. And if it doesn't, we're we're all a bit confused. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Young mate. Let's hit yours off. We're very relationshipy this Aren't episode. We? I know yeah. all different parts of the parcel because now we're going to step into lo- LT, long term, long term LTR. I think is the correct term. Long term relationship. relationship. So um, let me fill you in. This is something that happened um, last week, Rosie. Um, Stace received a phone call from me, and I think yeah. I was in tears or I had been crying. My my boyfriend of um, six and a bit years was uh, overseas. And you know yeah. what it's like sometimes when distance put between you, you fight about fucking stupid things. <laughs> and that's that's kind of what this was over. So I think it started because we were on Skype or whatever. And then I was um, just flicking through Instagram and I flick, was flicking through his Instagram came up. So anyway, I click on my boyfriend's Instagram. He has done the cull. You know how people do that? They they delete all of their photos that they had over the last few years and decide to start afresh. To be yeah. honest, no, I don't. I don't. Who's doing people that? People do I do. do that. Have you ever? Have you? Oh, do you, you do do that. Yeah, I go back through. If there's photos I'm yeah. a bit over, I'm like, yeah. But have you done the whole cull? Because he did no, the I've whole done, I've cull. I've never done a whole cull. Yeah. He did the yeah. He, An Instagram cull? It's no, so weird. Okay. Not um, familiar. One of the, so one of these photos that he decided to cull amongst all of the other photos. <laughs> there might have been 30 photos up there of the last few years. He's not avid on it. Anyway, one of those photos was a photo of me saying, happy anniversary, babe. <laughs> You know, hashtag three years or four years or whatever it was, and it wasn't until a bit. It wasn't until a bit after. And I I remember that photo too because you went to a wine. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Sorry, didn't you? Yeah. And you don't really, both of you aren't super PDA. So no, I remember that all. coming up going, oh, that's nice. Yeah, where I put something, uh, you know, I put this photo up where it's like us and I'm like, oh, romantic weekend away because I surprised him. Anyway, yeah. isn't this interesting? I didn't even kind of realise this and I was talking about it with people at work and some article came up about, you know, partners that refuse to publish any photos or any dedication to their partner because they essentially want people online, even though they might not be cheating, but they want an interest and they want other people of the opposite sex or same, whatever, to think that they are single, even though they actually aren't. And this is huge with my gay mates too. It happens, and I don't mean to be a stereotype, but it does happen a lot where because you can hashtag, is it Instagay? And so on it, Instagram, yeah. everybody goes on and yeah. finds yeah. hot gays. And yeah. so it happens, a, it does happen a lot there so, too where mates of mine have had fallouts on, over this. Well, we were having this conversation and uh, Ike was kind of like laughing, like, ha ha, like what assholes that don't like put up any photos of their partners, like, you know, because they're trying to make out that they're fucking single and they're actually not. I mean, what a yeah. joke. You know, how dare these <laughs> girls slide down and take that? And then I always started bawling my eyes out because I had this, the penny dropped and I had this realisation. I go, oh, my God, my boyfriend who I love and who loves me back out of all of these years has fucking, the warning bell started ringing. I'm like, he's had an Instacull. He's deleted <laughs> every single photo, not just of me, but just of everything. So he started this new life almost <laughs> online on Instagram, you know, like, you know, circa two months ago. So he can have all cool new photos. There's no like daggy photos of him with his old dumb haircut and all this stuff where he just looks like this fresh unit on there. And he's deleted all traces of me. And we were kind of like laughing about it. It's like this sauce spot that I, I've brought up with my boyfriend before. I'm like, I know I was laughing, but I was semi-serious, you know, as girls do. I was like, are you ashamed of me? He was like, don't, you are, you're actually pissing me off now. This is ridiculous. And when he was overseas, this kind of came up and we're talking about it at work again. So this was all kind of all too raw and it brought up the stewing, combo again. I was stewing, fucking stewing on it. Immersive yeah. style, and just sitting on it, sitting on it, sitting the, on it. Oh, that's true. And <laughs> so anybody dangerous. who knows me knows that that's what I do. I <laughs> bottle it up. I bottle it up. And I'd been bottling this up to the point where, this is really sad, but I, I've got some nice photos of my boyfriend and I, but I refuse to put them up on my social media because I think I'm going to look like this fucking despy girlfriend <laughs> being like, hashtag together forever. And then you <laughs> click on his profile and there's going to be no single sign of me. So anyway, I brought this up with him and he got really, I was like, again, I'm like, you're making, I feel like fucking shit. Like why I feel as though you're hiding me from online yet you are the most loving, most affectionate partner ever and you know he's always you know so proud of me and telling everybody about me and I I hear that uh, you know even when they're together but even when we're not when you called me I was yeah. like this is tricky because I get what you mean I go but at the same time you have no reason to f like well I can't say you have no reason because I said to you you're allowed to feel what you feel that's actual not up for question however you feel is how you feel but Zane is the biggest supporter of you and us. Like yeah. I'm like, I even feel like he's, he's like in my corner all the time. He's the biggest feminist. He's the biggest. He's just 
Really? But yeah. he's just, and of what we do, and yeah. he's just telling everyone. And so I was like, this is tricky because I get what you mean. I He doesn't put things online. No. He's a fashion designer. So that's the other thing. He obviously has a bit of an image that he sees he wants to portray. And I don't think it's necessarily to cheat or to pick up other chicks, but he's got a style that he's got yeah. on his Instagram account. So I kind of went. Which is photos uh, of himself. I can kind of, well, <laughs> well, they're, well, they're model photos, mate. He doesn't want to admit it, but he's modeling his own shit. Like it happens. But I went, so I get that. But at the same time, I get that you're kind of feeling like you're put in the corner. Don't a bit. you so know it was that, tricky? Don't you know these? Have you ever had this? And and Rosie, where you just you have uh, you're, you're hearing it come out of your mouth, and you're going, I feel st- there's part of yeah. me that feels stupid, and I know I'm being stupid, but you can't. Change but I can't feel, help yeah. it, and I'm like. Yeah, and I was on the, the phone to Stace. I was crying. <laughs> I, and I, was, I had to own it at that point. I go, we're, we're not talking. We've had this big blow up where I was bawling my eyes out. And we're actually fighting over Instagram. And Zane goes, I thought we were better than this. You know, this is re- we're, are, are we doing this? Are we actually doing this? We're fighting over Instagram. I was like, yes, we are. Um, we've got to own that. but there's... And it happens. Look, it, I know I have a mate where um, he said to me, he came in to work one day and he said, look, fucking hell, like she's cracked it. Tell me if I'm in the wrong. And he kind of had to think about it. He goes, I, don't, I just don't post anything. I don't even write happy birthday message on people's walls. I don't ever, I don't fucking write anything on Facebook. Like I don't do anything. I don't know what she wants from me. Like I, I just not me. And I'm like, it's tricky because I got that it wasn't really him. But then I got that she was like, just fucking throw her a bone and chuck a photo up. It's yeah. not fucking hard. Yeah. But it was, uh, I don't know. What do you think, Rosie? I think it's funny, like this whole concept that if it hasn't happened on Instagram, like when you said he deleted his last few years Instagram, <laughs> so he's deleted his life. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but it if is. it hasn't happened online, then it's not actually real. Yeah. Like that's really funny, but... I did. I never considered people who weren't PDA online were doing it because they wanted to look single. I never even thought that. I just thought those people didn't do it because they thought it was lame. But yeah. maybe there's elements. Which I think is what it's I think totally that's what Zane that. does. It's think. totally that because we we laugh so hard at people that ha- that we know behind closed doors have shit relationships and then yeah. they're the people yeah. that have fucking something to prove so they're like happy you know like six and a half months you know and yeah. they're you know <laughs> posting photos and I suppose you know, perhaps there is this element of needing to prove something but it got to this point where he was like what do you want me to do? Do you want uh, do you want me to post a photo of you? And I'm like, <laughs> and no one and, wants and that, course, that charity photo. And of course, I said, no. How insulting! I said, I don't want you to post <laughs> a photo you to of want me. To post a yes. photo. <laughs> I said, I don't want you to want to do the dishes. Oh my god! It's but this is the same conversation, and I think girls have this over planning holidays. They have this over you know anniversaries. Yeah. The same thing where you go. Where they go, well, what? I'm at a loss here. What do you want me to do? You know, and you're like, I want you to want it. I want you to. Yeah. I want you to sometimes. And they can't because miss that's me. impossible. I want you can't you want some- someone to want something. It, that's it's it's quite crazy. It's it's. I don't want to use it crazy, but it's ridiculous. But the other thing is, I will say this: when we broke it down, I said to you, okay, so it is. It is. It is online and it isn't life. Like it's a, it's the way that you want to project your life and and what kind of message you want to put out there. So what is is there an underlying kind of niggle insecurity feeling that you've had this week? And it's true. And you really mm. dissect it. You go, what am I feeling? And to be honest, mm. I don't even think we got to this, Chrissy, because I did say this to you at the time, but I couldn't. You're pretty 
you're pretty vulnerable at this point. Yeah, so I was. wasn't going to give you the Stacey truth bomb right in that moment. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking ready but, for it now. <laughs> but what I wanted to, but what I was thinking later is, I always go, okay, wh- what's the what's the core here? Which is you were feeling. Like you fucking missed him because he was overseas and you and you were feeling vulnerable and probably mm. a little bit lonely. Mm. Like, and yeah. in the end, you wanted him to shout it from the rooftops that he was feeling the same way, and yeah. he wasn't because he was traveling in the states having a ball, yeah. and that's okay. Like you mm. were a month before, and he probably felt the same too. You weren't posting like "Miss you, baby" when you were in Italy with your sister, were you? Mm, no, I don't think I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know that. I, I don't know that I was, but. I, I get that where where does, it, where does yeah. it come from? And I and think that's so fine. You know where it comes from? It's that we've got a fucking brilliant relationship and I want people to know about it. That's mm, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. I, but I think when you're feeling a little bit more vulnerable or a little bit, I guess, um, you know, your life's a little bit more upheaval, like he was away and you weren't feeling as secure as you usually are, that's generally when you want to display it mm, yeah, is what my point is. So that's why it's not the level of these people that have these fake lives online, but it stems from a similar place where mm. it's like, I'm feeling a little bit uneasy. No one's saying that your relationship is bad, but in that moment you were feeling a little bit, meh, a bit niggly and a little bit, you missed him. Yeah. Like it was making you feel uncomfortable and a little bit insecure. So you, that was, that was kind of flared up a bit. I think. Anyway, mm. as I'm scrolling <laughs> through Instagram, how's this, Rosie? Two days later. Oh, God, they what, just, they what just comes didn't up? stop for what like a com- week. It was so annoying. What comes <laughs> up? But a photo of me. Missing <laughs> you at Christy Mercer. They both did it. They both, <laughs> Rosie, they both did it for a week. And I just watched from afar going, this oh, is a she fucking joke. Herself. She goes, oh, oh another, one's po- another one's popped up in my feed. Thanks but what I will say is, is no matter where it came from and no matter how, what fight you had or whatever, it was, I laughed at it and rolled my eyes at the both of you, your duffers. But I also went, how lovely that you came out the other way and both just did it as well. Yeah. Like, I I think that's really nice that he did that. <laughs> yeah, you had this blue and he was like, oh, fuck, I'll just do what, you know, if that'll make you happy, it's quite something quite simple that I can change, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was nice. There was no mind games or, nah. you know, wars about it where, nah, fuck her. That didn't happen. So, no. but I tell you what, there'll be a lot of chicks and guys listening to this nodding their heads at that fight because I reckon <laughs> yeah. it's happened so much. It's crazy. It's actually crazy. Anyway, time for your gym. Yeah, Philip has Ganaf, uh, bad boys. Um, I was working on a television show and it has obviously different contestants. They tell their story. And this particular woman shared the story about how she got proposed to in a jail. Alcatraz, I think it was actually. Um, And she, then they kind of started talking a little bit about how she loves jails and she loves that idea of, you know, bad boys. And I'm like, well, that's, that's that's strange because he's not a, he's not a criminal. Like he's with you on the other side of the bars. So this is quite bizarre. Um, But it did make. He wasn't in jail when he got down on one knee. No, they were just visiting a jail. And that was just a romantic place for her. Yeah. Filled with, filled with rapists and murderers and. And cheating. Oh, you said the R word, but oh, yes. Sorry, yeah. But yeah. it's so true. When you yeah. when you think of a marriage proposal, you don't think that's words coming up in the next sentence, do you? No, but there's yeah. weird people that do all kinds of shit for proposals. Well, I've seen someone propose in a Smurf costume. So no. you never, you never know. Well, we saw it, but people get married with all kinds of medievals. You know, it's it's whatever floats your boat. But I suppose it did open up that kind of that conversation of bad boys, which has been in. In, you know, a conversation happening amongst women for many, many years that girls are attracted to the bad boy. And 
it, it did make me think about times where I'd thought about what turns me on and what turns you on in terms of that bad boy mentality, mm. that not moving away for a second from the shitty behaviour and kind of being treated like shit. And I guess that little bit of rough play or a little bit of someone else taking control and knowing where the line is between unhealthy and healthy. And if there Mm. is even a healthy line at all in Mm. the bad boy mentality is a question, really. If you really dissect it, where it comes from, is it healthy, you know, and what is it? But I also argue the idea that you are you're turned on by what you're turned on by so there's that funny line and it just got me thinking and I thought we haven't discussed this on the podcast no there's definitely been times where I've joked with my friends I remember when I first broke up with my um a man uh, that I was with for a long time and I thought I just need someone to throw me on the bed and just you know just we used to call him we need to find a javelin like it's actually someone (laughs) throwing a javelin and that that would be me and I would be like thrown onto the bed and I would just have sex with this with the first person I was going to have sex with after a long-term relationship and that's essentially what kind of happened I didn't you know and it was fun and it was playful and it was trusting and it was great but it is that kind of mentality of that bad boy thing that is like, oh, is there danger in that? Mm. Well, mm. What do you, Rosie, do you, are you turned on by bad boys or like is um, there a thing where you go, oh, yeah, that's kind of hot? I think there was one guy I dated who was a bit of a bad boy in that he had left every girl he'd ever been with to be with another girl. So he right. had cheated on someone t- to be with a new someone. Yeah. And when he... It's the only time I've ever been involved in a cheating situation and he left this girl to be with me. And I think that for a lot of women, and for me certainly in hindsight looking back, getting the bad boy is like making the ultimate person love you. It's like the ultimate sign that you are lovable, that the mm, guy who, yeah, right. who never commits himself to a girl and who never is never fully be able to be tied down, mm. you're the one who ties him down. You're the one who makes him love someone. Yeah. And so I think it's that ultimate sign of being lovable. And that sort of, I got caught up in that with him, like, well, you know, none of these other girls were able to keep him, but I'm so lovable that he wants me now and he's going to want to keep me. And of course he didn't. He left me for someone else. But um, I think that that's at the core of girls liking bad boys is tying the ultimate untieable down. And Rosie, Mm. in that particular relationship that you had with this guy, do you think you were more, I mean, were you more in love with him per se or was it more the the idea that you liked? It was, in hindsight, it certainly was more the idea. At the time, I thought I was crazy in love, but looking back, I think it was just... It was just this concept that, like, none of these girls managed to keep him and I must be so lovable because he wants to keep me. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's, that was sort of the essence of it. And, like, of course, that's, that's not what it is at all. And I think a lot of girls, especially in their early 20s, will spend a lot of time chasing guys like that for validation. And um, because you don't get the same kind of thrill from a lovely guy who just loves you because he's, he's lovely and nice yeah. and it's easy. Yeah. I mean, he could probably fall in love with anyone, I think, is what you're thinking in the back of your mind. But Mm. a guy who, like, is so hard to tie down and he's so hard to get to fall in love with you, like, it's like winning the ultimate prize, you know Mm. what I mean? And then it goes back to that... that your own shit, really. Yeah, and what, really what you deserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. bad? How bad's bad though? Like that guy was bad in it, in like a cheating sense, as yeah. in he was a bit of a dog, and you know every chick that he was with was essentially. Well, there's out different of bads, aren't so, there? So, so that's why I was asking him. 
Wednesday, so you just you brought that question up. We've been like, oh yeah, all girls kind of love a bad boy, but yeah, that mm. that question of what is the line from from kind of hot uh, takes control maybe in the bedroom or other well, senses to to I think uh, respect. That's just bad. I think I think respect is probably the first thing. I, I guess when you started talking, Rosie, I thought, yeah, it's true. There's different types of bad, obviously, and I think also the emotional, I guess, non-committal. Uh, you know, destructive in an emotional sense is probably could can sometimes even be worse. If you're mm. kind of having not rough sex, but you're kind of having a bit of fun in the bedroom mm. and there's trust and there's respect involved, then I suppose why, if that's what turns you on, that's what turns you on. You know, like mm. that, that I don't think we want to go too far where we, we want to, I guess, water down your inner desires to some degree. I'd, yeah. I, I, and I think so there's a fine line between, you know, putting it all bad on that kind of situation. But if you really psychoanalyze it and think about why do you need somebody to rough you up in the bedroom, I don't know. Like it's, it's an interesting one to then go, you know, is there some kind of deep-seated yeah, but I I find that I find it interesting in that a bad guy, you know, you would you'd have this thing in your head where he, you you know that also transfers to the bedroom. You could have the most lovely, loving, gentle, soft, respectful guy, but then your bedroom activity is where he completely takes the reins and he is a bad boy. So I think I don't know what what turns you on sometimes can be parts of their relationship and and parts of what they know gets you going, yeah, but that yeah, doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they have to be a fucking prick. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that makes them a good boy. I mean, if they're, yeah. like, loving <laughs> and respectful and willing to throw you around the bed a bit because they know you like it, that means they're a good boy. Not a bad <laughs> yeah, so they've changed. So You're Javelin a, was yeah. a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a good bad Can boy. Can I quickly yeah. tell you that story before we finish this podcast? So I said for months I was like, okay, in order for this to rip the Band-Aid off after, you know, not having sex with anyone different for such a long time, I was like, I just need this. And we were like, yeah, you need Javelin. And every time we went out, we were like, he's a Javelin, he's a Javelin. And we joke about it for ages. And for a long time, I was at gay clubs, so that wasn't happening. But we still call them javelins. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then it, then I met, I was randomly having a drink with this girl uh, just on a Sunday night, you know, when you don't usually think that much is going on. And there was a bar. It was, you know, busy. And these guys started talking to us. And we started flirting and blah, blah, blah. And at no point was there a javelin joke. She wasn't even in the private joke, this girl I was catching <laughs> yeah. up with. So I was completely oblivious to it. But I had put it out there. Four or five months we'd been joking joking about this javelin experience. Sure enough, we start chatting, blah, blah, blah. He buys his drink. You know, we're flirting, but that was about it. He picks me up (gasps) from my stool and says, all right, are you coming home with me or not? Walks me to the door as a joke. And I went, oh, my God, I've met Javelin. Here he is. He's <laughs> Yeah, and so we joked. Then he obviously like joked, like everyone was laughing, blah blah blah. And in the back of my head, I thought to myself, "Oh, he doesn't realize what he's just done. He is getting lucky tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's in the right place at the right time." And then we oh. went home and had javelin sex. But um, javelin sex. I thought you meant how good first... is that story? I couldn't believe it. I was so shocked. We were walking through this pub. He walked the whole way to the door, fully committed. It's, kind of se- it's actually kind of sexy that he <laughs> well, just. I don't know. Like it's put, exactly put it what I needed. So yeah. It's exactly what yeah. I needed. I was with the guy, the other guy for eight years, so I needed someone to literally pick me up and say, 
we're doing this. But yeah. he, in the moment, was joking. He thought, mm. Let, let's just have a laugh. And I was, and it was hilarious because in my head, little I was like, did he know. Oh, yeah. little did you know. <laughs> but this yeah. is the right girl to pick up and do Ooh, a joke yeah. with. <laughs> when you said yep. javelin, I thought you meant javelin is in there. Penis? Oh, no, love. No. No. No, no. no I was like, ooh. I don't know That's, about that. That would that be like a bit like, spiky. That wouldn't said, be any deep thrust. Said, I would really think... needed some javelin sex. I was like, oh, I don't know. This is part <laughs> about your personality. <laughs> no, like, you know, just the throwing. Yeah, the thro- I've yeah. got you. Yeah. You're okay. the javelin. All right. <laughs> Rosie, it's been so amazing to catch up and chat with you. We're, we're really proud and, and, and just thrilled for you and, and the success that's going on and, and wrapped oh, that we could find some time to have a chat with you and, and get your thoughts on some finger girl stuff. Thank you so much, guys. If you want to listen to any other episodes with inspiring women, uh, funny chicks, just random conversation, make sure you head to iTunes or check us out at podcast.thinkagirl.com.au. Till next week, bye. Bye. Coming up next week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Sarah Marie Cameron, Nova 100 announcer, is joining us next week. And I can't wait to chat to her. There's nothing like talking to a radio gal. um, And we're really excited. She's the ambassador of Cervical Cancer Australia and Endometriosis Australia. So she's she's a really cool chick. We can't wait to have a chat. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or Thinkergirl TV on Twitter. Hey, you. You're looking for some more? Well, clearly, they're sticking around for something. <laughs> well, we've got, what have we got, Christy? What have we got to give them? Go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash The Thinker Girls. There's heaps of cool videos up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some live shows of this podcast we've got. <laughs> what else have we got? Cool we've girl got... stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just head there, youtube.com forward slash the finger girls. Can we stop whispering now? Okay. That sounded really creepy. <laughs> <laughs>